0: into the
1: It's Thursday, the 14th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here and I I read in the newspaper, Shane, that there'd been a six and out reunion in Port Douglas. Tell me more.
0: Well, not the full crew, but uh, my good Mm. mate and lead singer Richard and his lovely wife Prue. Uh, We caught up for an early dinner last night with the kids at the surf club in Port Douglas. I tell you what, Timmy, that's one of the greatest menus I've ever had at a surf club. There was seafood bays, there was uh, uh, prawn ceviche. It was amazing. And the great thing, the kids found some coconuts and we all know Cheeks is half Fijian, half Chinese. Well, the Fijian came out, he had a knife out and he ripped that coconut open with his bare hands. There's no strong Fijian hands and the kids had some coconut water. So uh, it, was, it was good to
1: watch. Oh, he's a great man. He's got such a big, beautiful smile too. Now, that's a wrap from you about food because no one knows their food quite like you do, my dear friend. So <laughs> I'll be getting off to there. Now, Novak Djokovic, he's had a real wobble, hasn't he? Paddy Mills through the NBA playoffs and so much Easter footy about.
0: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
1: Well, all the stories about Novak Djokovic through the Australian summer was Novak's and all the drama around you know him and, and, and being kicked out and kicked home, but... He's really hit some form slumps. Yeah, it really shows what goes
0: into being number one and staying number one. And, and having time off can really affect you. And it's, it's definitely done that. He played in the Monte Carlo Masters and uh, he basically said that he ran out of gas. He was tired. He's only playing his second tournament of 2022 due to not being vaccinated. But he went down uh, six three six seven six one, and and basically said he never wants to feel that way again. In the third set, he said his legs were wobbly and just didn't have uh, enough gas in the tank.
1: Yeah, amazing. Now, Kim Kleist, as we used to call her Aussie Kim, didn't we, when uh, she was going out we with Lightning Hewitt? Um, she's a former world number one. And uh, look, uh, if you read it somewhere, she's retired for the third time. She
0: has. So she retired first time in 2007. She came back in 2009, then retired again in 2012. Had five more years, or six years off, I think, came back in 2019 and finally mm. retired again for the third time. Look, she, she got a great record still. She was 20 weeks at world number one. She won her first US Open, um, winning two more and an Australian Open. The, the thing that I found amazing about Kim Kleiss is she won three titles after having her first child. Um, yeah. So retiring at 38 years of age now to focus on family, um, she can walk away head held high with a great career.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, Paddy Mills, this move to the Brooklyn Nets, he's been so good for them, and uh, they are into the NBA playoffs yeah. after beating the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Yeah, they did. They, they downed them 115-108, to 108, and uh, Paddy's come good at the right time of the season. Um, but he joins uh, fellow Aussies, Matisse Thibel, uh from the 76ers and Josh Green from the Dallas Mavericks, uh, the three Aussies in the NBA playoffs. Look, I've just got a funny feeling. Paddy Mills is going to be there right at the end, and uh, after the sort of... Two years that he's had, uh, I'm I'm feeling some good stuff for Paddy Mills and I think he might walk away with a potential ring on his finger.
1: Wouldn't that be amazing? And we've got some yep. huge news in around Ben Simmons. He's actually coming back and, and coming back soon um, to join Patty Mills on court.
0: Yeah, they're going to rush him back now. So there's been a lot of talk about they didn't want to rush him back. He had a sore back and he wasn't in full training. But they're saying he could be back as early as next week.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be uh, big for them. it would be interesting mm. to see how he does go because it's been quite some time since he's played. Now, Shana, we're going to talk all about uh, tonight's footy in just a tick. But, look, I've heard a lot of chatter this morning about who replaces Gil McLaughlin. Lachlan, uh, Eddie Maguire? Is it someone internally, someone externally? What do you think? And you're a great lover of uh, the AFL. Gil's been in power for the best part of a decade. He's seen through COVID and other dramas. What do you do? Who who do you give that job to uh, as the boss of the AFL?
0: It's a, I don't really know, Tim, to be honest. And its it's tough because the AFL, I believe, is the most professionally run um, sporting code in this country um, by a long way. Uh, so he's got – there's big shoes to fill. As I said yesterday, I'm a big fan of Gil. Uh, is Eddie Maguire the right guy? I don't think so. I think Eddie um, has – we know he stepped in the corporate world. He came in for Channel 9 mm. when James Packer wanted him before he sold um, Pack Mags, etc. But can Eddie run it? Maybe he's a bit too one-eyed and a bit too Collingwood-centric to, uh, I suppose, to have a an equal view over the whole of, um, of the AFL. And particularly, the City teams won't want Eddie in
1: charge. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. There'll be no shortage of people with their hand up because it's a it's a much-covered job in the world of Australian sure. sport. Now, you mentioned Collingwood. There is drama at Collingwood. That's on the way. All the rugby league tonight. It's a pivotal game for these two teams. We'll be back shortly. After Now let's start with the AFL. Uh, what do you think of tonight's
0: game? Look, I think it's going to be an absolute cracking game. Look, Collingwood have made five changes, three due to injury, but they get back Jordan Dugowie, uh, and Taylor Adams, which are two key players for them. Uh, Brisbane are playing well. I think it's going to be a really, really close game this one, but I'm going to tip the pies. Yeah,
1: and they've got some dramas in the background, don't they? Of course, the part of the reason why Eddie's no longer there is, is the dramas in and around uh, what happened with the club and, you know, the the, the racism accusations and... Heredia Lumumba, Leon Davis and Andrew Cracker have all cut ties with Collingwood over what they've seen as systemic racism. Yeah, it's there's some still
0: some real issues there and as you said they've all cut ties. I said there's been 15 months of dialogue but claim the pies have no intention to act in good faith based on those outcomes. Uh and so they're cutting all ties with
1: the club. Yeah, so uh they go into this game tonight uh, Then you know it's never easy is it when there's drama going off the field for a team to focus but uh, that's a huge game tonight for them and it's it's a real it's an issue that Collingwood really needs to get on top of uh because it's you yeah. know it, you know, it's it's not something that they can leave uh, up in the air. And when these kinds of players, these kinds of names are just walking away, it's a really bad look yep. for the club. Now, Rugby League, uh, the Dragons, um, well, look, they've lost – one of your guys has been dropped, right? He's a great player, a uh, great – potentially mm-hmm. a great player. But then Wayne Bennett said, <laughs> uh, I'll pick up the phone and have a chat with him.
0: Yeah, well, Junior Junior Money, he's uh – He's obviously been dropped from the Dragons team. And uh, look, Wayne Bennett has swooped in. Look, he's a halfback. And Wayne Bennett's really after a 5'8". So I'm not quite sure why he's swooping in. Saying that, Wayne Bennett has a vision. He may see this guy can play in a different position. Who knows?
1: Interesting in sport, the the conflicts of interest. And Phil Gould has always sort of walked that (laughs) tightrope of a conflict of interest, hasn't he? Because he's like the general manager of Canterbury. But he also holds a prominent media role. And he's come out. Um, an explosive call for the Rabbitohs to be investigated. And look, it's raised the eyebrows of many because they're thinking, where are you? Where do you sit in this framework? You're over there working for that club. You get on the media and you say this. What do you make of this whole story?
0: Well, I actually agree with Phil Guild in this regard. And, and he's talking about Anthony Milford here. And this surrounds his contract saga and mm. going to the Rabbits. And look, he's, he's been uh, investigated uh, for three charges, which have just been recently recently been dropped. Um, so under that, uh, the NRL should be reinstating his contract so he can play. Wayne Bennett's also come out in favour of Anthony Milford being cleared and should be allowed to play. But they're sort of saying the Rabbitohs have kept him off contract. It's going to cost him a lot of money. Um, so he's going to move on now. But, yeah, I think uh, under the rules, if he has been cleared by the courts, then he should be allowed to play.
1: Ironically, the Bulldogs play the Rabbitohs tomorrow afternoon. Mm. Does that surprise you? No, that doesn't surprise me at all. (laughs) Unclip the hand grenade. (laughs) Uh, yep. now, now, tonight, this is going to be a uh, fascinating moment. Look, Canberra really wobbled last week. The Cowboys have mixed their form. They've had some real flashes. So mm. the Raiders hosting Cowboys. Look, it's round six. Uh, competitions aren't won in round six, but momentum can be built this early in the season. So the Raiders and the Cowboys will be a very interesting game of footy. I think the Raiders might just get the uh, the chocolates being at home, uh, and Ricky would have put them through a pretty intense week, I reckon. Now, um, what about this whole drama around Cristiano Ronaldo? He's trying... Tried to sort of repair the damage after he broke that kid's phone. But um, some people, including his mum, aren't real happy.
0: No, um, her name's Sarah Sally and she's uh, she had a 15-year-old son or 14-year-old son who has uh, autism. And Ronaldo slapped the, slapped the phone out of his hand. Look, I think you got to look at this overhaul all of Ronaldo's career. He's been an exceptional um, role model, both on and off the field. He's made a mistake here. He's publicly apologised and invited the kid to come and sit um, during a game. Doesn't make it right what he did, and of course it doesn't, but he was frustrated. He wouldn't have realised that the kid it was a 14-year-old kid, I'm sure, um, but I think when you walk off and people are yelling stuff at you and there's things in your faces, um, he's made a mistake. I'm not condoning it at all. But uh, I think if you look at his whole career, he's been a, a really good role model for the sport.
1: Well, there's not much more he can do, is there? He's extended no, no. the hand of yep. friendship and apologised. Yep. yep, I totally agree. And uh, he's
0: admitted he's made a mistake, and, and hopefully everyone can move on. But the mum's obviously, she's sort of sighing that the kid had bruises on, it, on his hands and that, so I don't know whether she's going to try and go legal here or not. But uh, he's made a mistake, he's admitted to it, so let's move on.
1: Now, Greg Norman, he's been more famous... Uh, in recent years for nude photos in outdoor showers and walking on the beach with his one wood. white ass. With his, Walking along the beach with his one wood. Um, now, there's, there's all, all this discussion around this sort of rebel league and it looks like he could take a real... Look, he's a wealthy guy, uh, but um, he could take a real financial bath on this one.
0: Yeah, but I doubt that, that the shark is going to be pretty... Put much of his own money into this. He's got the uh, the Saudi investors behind him. Mm. He's got a war chest of two hundred sixty mil right now. Yeah, um, John John Rahm, Rahm, the world number one, mm. and a bunch of other leading players have come out only last week and said no, they are fully committed to the US PGA. Mm. Saying that the war chest is not two hundred sixty mil; it is three billion from these Saudi uh, um, wealthy uh, investment bank. So. You know, money will talk, and uh, if he starts throwing bigger and bigger checks, you'll start to see players slowly defect, that's for sure.
1: It it is a a little bit of a. a, It's hard to watch, isn't it, when for, for, you know, for just people around the world looking at this golf is already a sport where you know, yeah. you know this week in the Masters Scotty Scheffler walks away with millions Cameron Smith walked away with millions yep uh, and he didn't even win and um, it, it does get a little bit over the top doesn't it the cash thing
0: well it is but people want to own sport and uh, the, these wealthy individuals uh, would love to have the prestige of, of of running and effectively earning the earning the players as well so it's uh, you know, it's I've got I've got a bigger lunchbox than you have so, yeah. Um, but yeah, but three billion in the war chest, that, that they will get some movement one
1: way or the other. Quite appropriate you mentioned Greg Norman and lunchboxes yeah. all in the one sentence. But um, <laughs> now on, on the subject of cash, on the subject of cash, we're not talking billions or millions. But you, uh, you, you you've talked about Richard Cheekwe at the start of. The podcast yeah. today and how you guys had a lovely meal at the surf club in Port Douglas. You and him have had this ongoing bet. Tell me more.
0: Well, this this goes back to our playing days, and as I mentioned, mm. Cheeks is half Fijian, half Chinese. Well yeah. so, so and he picks and chooses, you know, mm. which which one he is. So last night he was Fijian, you could open up a coconut. Yep. But whenever we go to Yamcha, Cheeks mm. has to order. And he made a rule many moons ago that if I don't eat the fung jiao, which is the chicken foot, I have to pay. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a fung jiao. It's, it's a bloody chicken's foot that's been scratching around the dirty pen. There's no way I'm putting that in my mouth. So for the last 20 or so years, 25 years, I've been shouting cheeks every time we go to Yum Cha because I refuse to eat
1: the foot. I, I actually don't mind it. <laughs> I actually like it.
0: Yeah. Really? Well, you know what? Maybe you should come to Yum Cha as well and uh, maybe you can pay them. Yeah,
1: maybe I'll end up with the bit. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors.
0: Yeah, fantastic sponsors. You know, Brian Beer, the beer that loves you back.
1: And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon
0: Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app, What I'm Backing and Why. Happy punting.